This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, July 22nd, and let's talk about the weather. Today, there was a minor onshore push of marine air into western Oregon and Washington. Low clouds spread across the west side of the state, of both states, and the clouds have been slowly burning off. And in fact, right now, they're almost completely gone here in Seattle. Highs will reach the low 70s in western Washington today, but in contrast, uh, there has been continuous full sun at higher elevations and east the Cascade Crest, and the Columbia Basin will reach the upper 90s today. Saturday will be a carbon copy of today, Friday, with low clouds reforming overnight in western Washington and burning out later in the morning. Highs in the low to mid-70s in the west and upper 90s in the east will be the story on Saturday. But things will change as we get into Sunday. Starting Sunday, a ridge of high pressure will build offshore, and that will result in progressively warmer temperatures next week. In the the western lowlands, temperatures will rise to around 80 on Sunday, mid-80s on Monday, and around 90 degrees on Tuesday. And the highs should remain in the lower 90s in the West for much of the remainder of next week. Now, I want to make clear, Western Washington will not get crazy hot uh, like uh, June of last year because there's going to be persistent onshore flow at low levels. But east of the Cascades, highs will climb well over 100 degrees next week. Now, this heat wave will not be like the heat wave last June. I just want to stress that. It's not going to be as warm, plus temperatures will fall back into the 60s at night. Now, that's going to be 10 degrees or more warmer than normal, and you should take reasonable precautions, but it's not going to be the same class of heat wave. What can you do? Close your shades during the day to stop the sun from getting in. Um, Close a house or apartment up during the hot part of the day. Don't let the hot air in. And then open your home or apartment at night and use a good window fan to blow that cooler air inside during the evening and overnight. Enjoy the weather. It actually should be pretty decent over the next week with very little chance of precipitation. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. Today, I want to talk about a distinctly different and non-meteorological event, the potential for a dramatic aurora tonight in our region. In fact, this is potentially one of the best opportunities in years to see a celestial show here in the Pacific Northwest. To view a good aurora event is an extraordinary experience with curtains of moving, changing colors that are both beautiful, unworldly, and emotionally moving. 
Auroras occur when particles emitted by the sun travel 93 million miles to the Earth and interact with the Earth's magnetic field. Most of our planet is protected by the Earth's magnetic field, except for a circular area, an oval around the North and South Poles. When the particles, or when particles from the sun, move into our upper atmosphere, they can interact with atmospheric gases such as oxygen and nitrogen. And when these particles hit these molecules, they can remove electrons around the gas particles in a process called ionization. They can also change the orbit of the electrons around the, uh, the atoms of these molecules. Later, when the electrons return to their previous orbits or positions, light can be emitted, and that's what you see, the light of the aurora. The charged particles from the sun can also disturb the Earth's magnetic field, causing what we, what we term a geomagnetic storm, which can not only produce an aurora, but disturb radio communications and electrical infrastructure as well. Aurora events are often associated with a disturbance on the sun's surface called a coronal mass injection or CME. Now the corona is the outer atmosphere of the sun. And when there is one of these CMEs, the particles from the sun then move over a period of several days to the Earth's atmosphere, where they can cause a disturbance or an aurora. Now, there was a CME on July 15th that resulted in an aurora earlier this week. And there was another one. An even larger CME or disturbance occurred a few days ago. And these particles should reach the Earth's orbit tonight, potentially initiating a substantial auroral event. A measure of the strength or the ability of a solar storm to cause a geomagnetic event, a geomagnetic storm, an aurora here, is something called the KP index. This is also known as the planetary KP index. <coughs> Excuse me. Running between one and nine, significant geomagnetic storms and auroras are generally associated with a KP of four or more. When the KP gets to that kind of level, an oval zone of auroral activity around the magnetic north and south poles can strengthen and expand southward. Here in Washington state, one generally looks for a KP of five or more to get a decent auroral show. Uh, and these are generally most apparent looking north, looking to the northern horizon. Now let's talk about the exciting part of this podcast, the potential for a major event tonight. NOAA and NASA simulate the outward moving movement of particles from the sun and their forecasts based upon that of that CMA on the sun's surface suggests that there could be a moderate auroral event tonight. That's Friday night with an arrival of this solar storm around 8 to 10 p.m. Now, NOAA is predicting a KP of around 6 between 8 and 11 o'clock tonight 
and a KP of 5 for 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. So it, it appears to be strong enough to give us a good show. Now, NOAA is calling for a moderate solar storm tonight. I want, that's, I want to make that clear. They are calling for one. The skies around western Washington have rapidly cleared this afternoon and should be clear in the early morning hours. Clouds will appear tomorrow morning, but I think tonight, before 1 or 2 o'clock, the sky should be clear, and they'll certainly be clear in eastern Washington. The bottom line of everything I'm saying is that this could be one of the best auroral shows in years around here, so it may be worth a look. So tonight, if you're interested, find a dark area with a good open view of the northern horizon. Wait until at least 10.30 to take a look, and after 11 would be better, because it stays light pretty late this time of the year. If you're in Seattle, a good place would be Magnuson Park's Kite Hill. There's a hill there in Magnuson Park. It's very dark in there and has a good view down the lake to the north. So good luck tonight. It will be worth the effort if this potential aurora makes its appearance. But let me be clear, there's no guarantees here. I think there's a good chance, but there are no guarantees. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.